Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Can I, can I just pray before we get into God's Word this morning here? Dear Father, we thank You. God, we thank You for what we just heard. God, thank You for what we experienced in, in the baptismal this morning. God, thank You for brand new life and fresh beginnings. Lord, we thank You for the privilege to be able to worship You. And this morning, in these moments ahead, we thank You that we can gather together to hear from You. Holy Spirit, speak into our lives in the seasons that we're going through. In Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. What an incredible morning of church, yeah? We've, we've had a great time of worship. We've had some amazing testimonies and stories of what God has done. But 43 minutes ago, uh, Gateway Logan, or what will soon to be called Gateway Logan, kicked off their service as well. Can I just share with you, we've been on the ground here for four Sundays uh, four Sundays, and God is doing amazing things at Logan. The, what, it is just amazing to see just in such a short time of how God is bringing like-minded people, both have been part of Logan City Baptist Church, for, but from here, but also from the local community around, they've, they've heard what God is doing. They've kind of heard the whispers on the street around a new church and a fresh, fresh something that's happening there, and God is already at work. The church was a fairly small church and we've already quadrupled the size of the services. Lives are being changed. We had 25 people at a prayer meeting just a few weeks ago. But most excitingly, there is such a hunger for God. There is an incredible hunger for the Holy Spirit that is already happening at Gateway Logan. Can I encourage you to continue to pray, but can I encourage you to do me one favour this morning? In these moments that we have time together as we look at the story of Moses, let the Holy Spirit speak into your lives. And, and if you hear this morning, kind of been maybe up to this point or even just in these moments right now, feel like God has kind of been stirring you about maybe the adventure ahead for Logan. Just after the service, we're providing a free bribery lunch just to get you in that room behind those walls over there to hear my heart and what God is calling, I believe, us as a church. Can I say, church, I love being part of, we love as a family being part of Gateway Church. One church in multiple locations. And clearly Logan is better than the city. And so you need to uh, come and join us. Sorry, six. Uh, but actually, no, I'm not. So, no, no. Uh, so join us after the service, 11.45. And if you can't be there this afternoon, if you've got plans, 7 p.m. Uh, at Logan City uh, for what the incredible things that God has got in store. As a church, we've been looking at this series, The Legends of the Faith. Recorded in the book of Hebrews, we, hide, we, we kind of find the who's who of, of celebrity status of people who God used in profound ways. And it's been a series that God has been using to challenge me and it's one that He's been using to challenge us. People who lived by faith and have showed us how to live out, to live out our lives by faith. We heard about Noah, someone who saved the world because he built an ark 
by faith. Abraham, who by faith was sent. Sarah, who by faith was able to do the seemingly impossible. And today, well, today we're going to look at Moses, who by faith we persevere. But I just wanted to share with you the title of my message this morning is something simple, and yet I'm believing is something so significant. The title is simply this, God wastes no seasons, so don't give up. Moses' life is a life of many different seasons. And we, we pick it up in, in Hebrews 11, chapter, 20, uh, chapter 11, verse 23. It says this, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were, afraid, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he'd grown up, refused to be known as as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered, because he saw him who is invincible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. What I've done for you this morning is I'm going to summarise Exodus chapter 2 and chapter 3. We're going to kind of look at the, the story of Moses. Moses was born, as we just heard, no ordinary child. He floated down the river in a wooden basket made by his mother to save him from the hands of Pharaoh. He was picked up by Pharaoh's daughter and adopted into a home family and raised in his Egyptian, where he had the whole world at his fingertips. He grew up in power, privilege, and prestige and was educated at the highest levels. He enjoyed a high life while his fellow Hebrews worked their fingers to the bone as slaves. But Moses knew his heritage as a Hebrew, God's own people. At 40, he killed an Egyptian who was beating his fellow Israelite. And the next day when it became public, for everyone to hear, he ran far, far away to the wilderness, also known as Midian. And he looked after sheep for 40 years. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to Moses in a burning bush near Mount Sinai. And God tells him to go back to Pharaoh, go back to Egypt to say, let my people go. Pharaoh refused to obey bringing upon himself and his people 10 terrible plagues before setting Israel free. Moses takes Israel out of Egypt to walk for 40 years through the wilderness, overcoming many obstacles to the very edge of the promised land. 
And what I felt like God wanted to say to us this morning is God wasted no season for Moses and He wastes no season for you. So don't give up. God took Moses through so many different seasons in life, from living in a place of luxury, in a palace to sleeping on the sand amongst sheep, from having to, from being part of uh, Pharaoh's own family who enslaved the Israelite nation to being leading the Israelite nation away from safety from Pharaoh and from having it all to having nothing and walking in the wilderness. Moses went through it all. Now, I think I've discovered that I'm getting old. And it's not that my kids point out the gray hairs that are appearing on my head, but it's the fact that I'm having lawn envy. So I'm having envy over my neighbor's lawn. Their lawn, Luke's lawn is way too green, way too lush and way too good looking for lawn. My lawn on the other hand is a little bit brown, a little tiny bit green, not really lush and not overly good looking. And so I've been going over to Luke's house and we've stand at the front of our houses and we'll look at his lawn and we'll marvel at his lawn and then we'll look at, back at his lawn. And I've been racking his brain. I'm saying, Luke, give me some wisdom. Show me, show me. How do, you, how do you have such lawn like this? And so we've been talking around the best times to cut your lawn and the best times to fertilise your lawn. We've been talking around the, the, times in year, the times in the year that are premium times to, to, to prune your bushes and the plants that are in your lawn. And when is the best time to fertilise your lawn? And you know what I've discovered? Discovered that to plant and to grow, there is different seasons. Season, we need the wet seasons in life. We need the wet seasons in our ecosystem to be able to water the plants, but also to soak the water deep down in the ground for when the dry times come. But we also need the dry seasons, the times when, when the water gets, when the water, when the ground gets warm uh, and, the, and the plants and the seeds begin to germinate and grow and it wakes them up and kickstarts them. But we also need fertilizer. Fertilizer to help them grow and to speed them up and to be all that the plant can be. But just like through the year, we have our ecological systems where plants grow and thrive and flourish. Our lives have different seasons where we need faith to go through, faith to persevere through the different times and seasons in life. But God wants to remind us this morning that God wastes no season for Moses. He wastes no season for you. So don't give up. Moses experienced three traits as he went through his seasons. Three things that he had to understand and comprehend about the way that God does what God does. And I felt like God wanted to encourage us here this morning with these same three traits that we need to remember. The first thing that we need to remember about seasons is in seasons, you're not forgotten. See, oftentimes the seed is 
buried deep down in the grain and it's dormant and it's underground. It's not growing. It's not producing. It's really not preparing to be, appearing to be anything at all. But beneath the service, beneath the service, surface, if I can say that word, there is so much more preparation being put into the seed for the season and what lies ahead. See, Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness. Moses spent 40 years looking after sheep, seemingly dormant, seemingly forgotten by God and by everyone else. But God hadn't forgotten. In fact, God was preparing him for his next season because God is faithful. In seasons, you're not forgotten. In seasons, there's always timing. See, it takes time for a plant to grow. It takes time for that little plant that's inside the seed to break out of the seed and fight its way through the soil and break through the crust of the surface of the soil and begin to grow in full sun. It takes time. 40 years of waiting, 40 years of wondering if and when, 40 years of Moses questioning his calling, questioning whether God had forgotten him, questioning maybe, maybe one day. And 40 years of remembering his mistakes, wishing, so wishing that he could just have his time again, that if he had his time again, he just might do something different and the outcome and where he found himself might be different. But then one day, it all changed. See, in waiting, we need to not lose sight of the fact that God is actually at work. That we need to remember that God is working in the background, that God is working inside of us, that God is preparing us for what's next. So don't give up. In seasons, there's always timing. And in seasons... Well, in seasons, there's always fertilizer. Fertilizer. While smelly and awkward, it's like an espresso shot. It wakes us up, it gives us a kick start to, to grow faster and stronger than maybe normally possible. Moses went through a heck of a lot of fertilizer running away from everything that he knew, running away from everything that he had, and he had a lot. Humiliated enough to resign himself to looking after sheep. Sleeping on the ground next to an open fireplace to protect those same sheep. But I felt like God wanted to say this morning to someone here, that maybe the fertilizer that you're going through isn't just a smelly situation, but maybe, just maybe, it's been sent by God for you to go faster and stronger than you ever thought. That maybe, just maybe, it's not been sent to harm you, but to help you. See, the toughest seasons where God turns our mistakes and where God turns our failures into fertilizer for our greatest moments of growth. 
And third, in seasons, there is always fertilizer. In seasons, we've got to remember that God wasted no seasons on Moses and God wastes no seasons on you. So don't give up. But we live in a continually changing world where it's increasingly hostile towards our Christian faith, both in our nation, but also the nations of the world. But we've got to remember, church, that it's not about our faith, but rather the one who we have our faith in. He was the one that provided the faith for Moses to persevere through the seasons he went through. And God's promise is that He is the one that will give you the faith to persevere through the seasons that you go through if we just don't give up. No matter what the season you find yourself in. Exodus chapter three. We find this passage where God comes to Moses. Moses is looking after sheep and God comes to Moses in the form of a a plant that was on fire that wasn't actually on fire. And God begins to speak to Moses through this encounter. And He says to Moses, Moses, what I want you to do now with everything that you've been through, with the seasons, the horrendous, difficult, challenging seasons that you've been in, I want you to now go back. I want you to now go back to, to Egypt. I want you to now go back to Pharaoh, who is now your adopted brother. And I want you to go back to him and I want you to tell him this. Let my people go. Moses knowing who Moses is and Moses knowing what Moses has done says to God, he says, God, but if I go back to the Israelites, if I go back to them and they say to me, because Church, we've got to understand that the Israelites knew who Moses was. They knew that he was born a Hebrew, adopted into land of luxury and wealth and everything that they didn't have. And yet he committed murder and left them and ran away and left everything. And he understands it. He's going to come back to, to them and say, you know what, guys, everyone, follow me. We're going to lead Egypt. And, I, and he knows they're going to ask, well, who sent you? And God makes this really random comment or random to us. Verse 14 says this, God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're gonna say to the Israelites when you go back and you see them and you know every single one of them are judging them because they know what you've done. I want you to tell them this. I am sent you. I'm sitting in my office a week and a half ago, processing this in my mind. And I'm looking at this and I'm, and I say, I'm putting myself in Moses' shoes going, God's just said, just tell them I am sent you. Tell them I 
Like, is that reverend I am or pastor I am or maybe it's like the Pope I am or I don't know, it's like the president I am or like, I don't know, surely there's a better spin I can kind of put on this God because they're going to look at me like, kind of comment, is that I am? Is that sitting in my office and I'm processing this, trying to put myself in Moses' shoes going, God, I don't even understand this in my shoes, let alone his shoes. And I said this, I read through and this is what you to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. And I said, I am what? And the Holy Spirit said, that's exactly right. I am. I am whatever you need is what God was saying to Moses. And the same God that the Bible says is the same yesterday, today and forever says to you this morning, says and speaks into your circumstances, speaks into your situation, speaks into your season. I still am. I was for Moses. I am all that he needed and I am to you today. I am whatever you need me to be. Moses didn't give up on God because he understood full well that God was everything that Moses needed him to be. When God said, I am, he was saying, Moses, I am your provider. I am your hope when you need hope. I am your strength when you need strength. I am the words that you need to say when you feel like you don't have them. I am your courage. I am your boldness, your joy your peace. Church, Moses is recorded in the Bible and the archives of history because he persevered through so many seasons, so many tests and so many trials because he knew who God was in every situation that he faced. And he chose to persevere because of his faith in his God rather than his faith in his situation. God, Moses is recorded in the archives of history, not because he was a great mighty prince of Egypt, not because he was a committed murderer, not because he ran away, because he had faith to persevere. In other words, church, Moses understood deep down inside that God wastes no seasons. He wasted no seasons for Moses and He wastes no seasons for you and for me. So don't give up. Church, this morning I... I say this not as a theory or a motivational message to try and help you understand and see God in your situation at work. But I simply say this morning, because as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, we've gone through the last two and a half years of one of the toughest seasons to hell and back that we've ever had to walk through. 
so I can stand here tonight and declare that God wastes no seasons for Moses. He doesn't waste any seasons for you because He's wasted no seasons for me. Now I can stand here tonight and say, you know what? The great I am has been my provider. The moments where we've looked at the, the money in the accounts and wondered whether how we're gonna pay the next bills are the moments where we've felt so lonely, the moments where we've, we've questioned, God, really, have you called me? Have you still got to call me? God, I just, I think, I feel like you've given up. But God reminded me again that I am your hope when you need hope when it all seems lost. That I am your strength. That I am your courage. That I am your boldness. That I am your joy. And that I am your peace. And I am so much more. God wasted no seasons for Moses. He wastes no seasons for you. So don't give up. Church, in these moments as we conclude, in these holy moments where the Holy Spirit is at work in people's lives right here, right now, I felt like God wanted me to ask you one thing. What I am do you need me to be today? In the circumstance, in the situation, in the season you're in. What I am, what I am do you need God to be? So what we're gonna do in these moments if you're in a place this morning where you sense like, you know what, God, I need you. God, I need you to be my provider. I need you to be my hope. I need you to be my joy. I need you to be my, God, I need you to be my fatherless. I need you to be my, sorry, my father to the fatherless. Someone here this morning, <laughs> I didn't say this in the first service, but someone here this morning, You're wrestling with the fact that you have no father. <laughs> and you're a father to children. And you're struggling with the ability to be able to father when you've not been modelled what fathering is like. But I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say to you this morning, <laughs> I am a father. I am a mother. So this morning, I'm gonna invite you to stand. Take a moment of courage and boldness to stand and say, you know what, declare before God. Say, God, I'm in a season where I need the great I am. I am what? Whatever you need right now. So will you stand with me this morning? It's awesome. It's awesome. Will you stand this morning? Say, God, in my circumstance, the season I find myself, I need the great I am to give me all that I need and all that I'm longing for to get through the season ahead. Will you stand this morning?
the great I am. Come on, church, let's stand. If you need to stand this morning, I'm standing spiritually as well as physically up here as well. I am. I am. I am. I am whatever you need. Will you stand? Church, why don't we reach out a hand to this someone near you, just place your hand on their, on their shoulder or just reach out towards them. Why don't we pray? You see, we are one enormous big family and together we get to be family, to pray for one another, support one another, to cheer for one another. Let's pray this morning for those people standing. Dear Father, we thank You. God, we thank You so much that You never wasted a season for moments, that You don't waste seasons for us. And God, we wanna say this morning that we will not give up on You because You never gave up on us. God, we thank You this morning. Lord, You are the great I Am, the great provider, the one that is there with us, that knew everything that we're going through and knows everything that we're going through. And so God, I wanna pray in these holy moments. Holy Spirit, breathe new life into these seasons. Speak hope into these seasons. Provision into these seasons. Fathering into these seasons. Wisdom into these seasons, God. God, thank You that no matter how amazing or how horrendous the season we go through, that new life is just around the corner. God, in this morning, I wanna breathe new life. You wanna breathe new life into these, these bones. God, You wanna breathe new life and new hope and new, God, change our focus and our perspective on our situations. That rather, we, as we look at the seasons of at a negative stance, but God will see the seasons for what you are going to do through them. So God, we call that to the, the God of I am. Provide everything that we need exceedingly above more that we can hope or dream. In Jesus' name, in I am's name. Amen. You please grab a seat this morning. Church, we get to do something that, if I'm honest, this is my favourite part of church. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, as, as God comes to Moses in the burning of the bush at the start of that little incident, it says this, the Lord said, I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of this, their slave drivers. And I am convinced, I'm sorry, I'm concerned about their suffering. 
So I have come down to rescue them. I love church. I love the fact that we believe in a God who sees. He sees the situations that we're in. He sees the things that we're going through. He's seen the things that we've done and the guilt and the shame that we carry as a result of it. He's heard the cries of our hearts. I love the fact that we don't believe in a God that is up in the sky somewhere far away and doesn't know what we're going through. But God sees, He hears and wait for it. He's concerned that God doesn't point a judging finger at you, telling you how bad you are, but He's concerned by your situation. But I love church, the fact that He does more than just showing compassion, more than just showing concern, because it says, I have come down. Does that at all sound familiar? of what was to happen in just a couple of hundred years time when when God sent Jesus to planet Earth because He saw, He heard and He was concerned. But God was concerned enough for you and He was concerned enough for me that He didn't just stay up there, but He sent His one and only Son, Jesus to come down to live the life that we live, to face the same challenges and wrestles that we face. Because He sees, he's, he, he hears and is concerned. And then at Calvary, He hung on the cross for the dirt and the shame that we've done that I've done because He saw, He heard. He's come full of compassion and He came down and He chose you and He chose you to be here today of all days. And I don't know how you got here. I don't know whether you came because someone bribed you with a coffee or free lunch or whatever it might be and I don't really care. And if that gets you here, that's awesome. But God had another plan. God had something else in store for you today. A brand new start. A hope for the future. And a plan for eternity. So this morning, I'm just going to ask you, where are you before God? Do you this morning, do you simply need to call out, to cry out and offer your life to the one who's seen, he heard. He was full of concern for you and came down. Do you wanna say yes to Jesus this morning? Yes to a brand new start to life again. A hope for the present and a plan for eternity. Is that you? And I'm, I'm actually not gonna get anyone to close their eyes this morning. And I'm simply gonna do this because this is, if this is you this morning, hear my heart. This is nothing to be ashamed about. 
Because every one of you, every one of us that love Jesus already, are inside busting out ready to cheer for you and clap for you and hug you and celebrate with the best decision you will ever make. And so while everyone's eyes are open, and I know this is scary for you, but this is nothing to be ashamed about. This is the best call you will ever make. This morning, do you say yes to Jesus? This morning, is that you? Come on, raise your hand, take courage. If God can come down and go what Jesus went through to be crucified on a cross for you, I can put my hand up for Him. Yes to Jesus this morning. Yes to Jesus this morning. I know it's scary and I don't want to prolong it and push it. But I want to give you, in fact, I don't want to give you, God wants to give you a second chance. Amen. That's awesome. Hope you understand. Every one of us came for you this morning. God came on the cross for you this morning. Something so exciting, and we want to celebrate with you. We want to pray with you for a brand new start. Is there anyone else? Let's pray. Why don't we all pray together? Why don't we pray out loud? Dear Jesus, thank you that you came to die for me. Thank you for a brand new start. For a hope currently and a plan for eternity. This morning I accept your free gift. In Jesus' Name. Amen. How good. How good is God. Come on. Dear dear Father, I thank You for what You did this morning. God, thank You for new life. God, thank You that chains have been broken. God, thank You for the reminder. God, that if, if You're not done, then we're not done. God, thank You for the reminder that, that You don't waste no season for Moses. You don't waste any seasons for us. God, that You are, were, are and always will be the great I Am, our Provider and our Heavenly Father. We thank You for what You've done. And we thank You for these moments together and for what You will do. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Church, we're gonna have the prayer team are gonna come forward now and we would love to pray with You. We would love to stand with You because we know that seasons can be tough, but God's not finished. So if the prayer team can come forward now,
And we're gonna, we're gonna worship, we wanna pray with you. That person who said yes to Jesus can come forward. I'd love to pray with you, love to celebrate brand new life and fresh beginnings. Let's stand this morning and worship. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au to find out more.